0: Welcome to the Joy of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Taylor. On this podcast, we explore the passion and purpose of leadership. Join us to explore lessons in leadership that demonstrate how you can live in the center of God's will. Okay, hey, we are excited to be jumping onto the Joy of Leadership with two of my very favorite people, Dr. Hannah Gray and Alex Reed. Uh, these guys both fulfill some really, really important roles in our upper school as assistant principals. And so we're jumping in and handling uh, some, some really pretty cutting-edge approaches to education and some huge additions for our students who are discovering the why of education. And so uh, today we're going to talk pretty hardcore about J-terms and we're going to include internships in that. We're also going to talk about the importance of foreign travel, particularly in a Christian school setting with mission trips. Uh, and then we're going to talk about leadership a little bit. So let's jump in on J-Term. So uh, Alex, I'm uh, seeing as you kind of quarterback that yeah. section of it, uh, explain for the audience a little bit about what J-Term actually is.
1: Yeah, so we had met about three years ago now, uh, a little over three years, and discussed the idea of wanting our kids to, to be able to have different experiences during during the school year right and so um, as we developed that and fleshed that out um, we kind of said hey what if we took kind of that first week and a half two weeks we came back from Christmas break uh, and did something totally different from a traditional school school setting um, you know they wouldn't they wouldn't see their academic classes uh, the, the schedule would be totally different um, and so our idea of J term was kind of born from there. We, we had looked at, done a lot of research on other schools that had done something similar. Um, so that that J term stands for January term. Uh, so that's, we, we do it every, every year now in January. It's our third year. We just finished it up. Um, and it's it's designed to give students that why behind education. It's designed to give them exploratory and experiential learning opportunities uh, through three different avenues that we use here at, at HCA. And that's through courses, through internships, and then through travel opportunities. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, the, the birth of it was, hey, we're looking for opportunities for our kids to be able to experience and explore new areas of study outside of their traditional classes that you normally get in an educational setting. All right.
0: Now, I know that we've kind of expanded a little bit. We've kind of dipped in our toe in the water a little bit on middle school. Let's start there just because it's okay. an easier question. Yeah. What, what has middle school looked like for J-term? Because they don't actually take a traditional J-term. Mm-hmm. For middle school. This is really only intended for high school. Yeah. But walk us through kind of a little bit of what that middle school looks like. Yeah, so middle
1: school, this is the first year we've done something different with them. In the last, our first two years of J-Term, they had just done their normal schedule. So they went to their normal seven classes, saw their saw their classes, all of that. What we have noticed is that their elective teachers, a lot of the time, ended up teaching J-Terms for us. Because those are people that are that specialize in areas outside of and. An, a regular academic setting um, and so a lot of those teachers were teaching a j-term course for us in the high school which affected the middle school schedule uh, and so this year we, we started something called a passion project um, and so what the kids uh, were given was we're given a packet and we're, we're asked to answer one of four questions something like uh, what is something good that you can help to promote what is something evil that you can help to fix um, things like that and so it was very open ended first and for sixth seventh and eighth graders that can be challenging mm-hmm. um, a very open-ended question but man just looking through the responses and and Going back through and seeing what the kids have come up with, um, it's been really cool to see uh, what those kids have come up with on their own, with without much adult guidance. I mean, give, just give some examples on that. Yeah, kind so top, so top three so or top five. A, a, So a very simple, start with a very simple one. Um, we had a student that that wanted to uh, look at art appreciation and wanted 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 the arts to be more appreciated at our school uh, and just and just and just in our community. And so her idea and we're, and we're actually going to implement this here at HCA, is. Um, putting student art up on our televisions around our campus, Mm. displaying who the artist was, why they chose that painting, why they chose to paint it that way, um, and and displaying student art across our campus. And so just pushing towards that that appreciation of, hey, this is is a beautiful piece of art uh, created by one of our students, uh, right. We are created beings and we, we are designed to create things. Um, hmm. And so that, that's a very simple one. Right. Just a very simple thing. But a really cool piece that she she's passionate about and something that's being directly applied. And 100 percent is going to be applied. Okay. Like right. That. Something they're going to see. Um, another one that that is directly af- af- affiliated with HCA is the Lions Learning Academy that we're getting ready to, to jumpstart. We had two different students, a sixth grader and eighth grader, um, both come up with ideas to start a buddy system. For the Lions Learning Academy um, with current HGA students that would then partner with students at the Lions Learning Academy. Um, and so that's actually something we're going to pursue as well and, and start that process with, um, with Cassie Snow, who's going to be the principal of the Lions Learning Academy, and, and talk with her about how do we make that happen. And so giving these kids not only the opportunity to explore something they're passionate about, But there's going to be some of them that we're going to follow through and actually see these projects come to fruition, which is going to be really cool to see over the next couple of months as we start to develop that out. Um, They're going to get the chance to present to you, their head of school, present to their administration, present to other uh, kind of stakeholders in our community uh, of these ideas that they had that that were fleshed out during the seven-day period for them.
0: Were were there some ideas that were just super lofty, like just yes. absolutely massive, yeah.
1: but good ideas oh, yeah. like
0: that could work. Can, can you give an example of yeah, one of those? Um,
1: We had a, a ton of kids that were super passionate about um, homeless people in, in the homeless community um, and wanting to do fundraisers for them or wanting to develop shelters or, or develop uh, opportunities for them to gain employment. Um, things that are just, again, in my eighth grade mind, I never would have thought that in a million years. That would not, that would not have been the first place I went Hey, I want to go help people that are less fortunate than me. Um, but our kids are thinking that way and they're, and they're thinking, um, outside of themselves and they're, they're thinking bigger than themselves. They're thinking really from a global perspective. Um, and so yeah, there were a ton of kids, um, that thought on that really big scale, um, and so it was really cool to see. It was really, really encouraging to see those kids uh, kind of take that as the first year we do it and run with it. And it's really exciting to see what we're going to do with that as we move forward with it too.
0: It's so interesting because, you know, so, so often education is not, is not terribly applicable and, and I'm an educator, I've right? been mm-hmm. an educator for three decades. And so, so many times we're teaching uh, lofty ideas and ideals, but not, providing any place for the kid to just hang their hats and say, this is how we apply these things. The other component is that so oftentimes schools will shy away from these kinds of projects because they'll say, oh, well, listen, you know, an eighth grader isn't going to solve homelessness. Okay. And and listen, while that might be true, Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is that eighth grader is going to be a young adult. That young adult is going to be an adult. That adult is going to have the opportunity. When do you plant the seed? Like like when does that seed get planted? And who are we to who are we to state whether that eighth grader can't turn into a forty three year old who is gonna solve the homeless problem, Absolutely. which they oh, began thinking about in sixth mm-hmm. and eighth grade. Absolutely you know 100%. and that's that's really such a big part of this idea of J term is just that that loftiness of it. Okay, so so now let's jump in on the high school side of it and and let's engage both of you guys on mm-hmm. it. So we understand middle school hopefully they're solving some immediate issues mm-hmm. and then maybe they're beginning the the you know at least planting the seeds on some great big global Absolutely. issues which are awesome. Let's chat about high school and, and let's t- talk a little bit about the courses that are being offered there. Who wants it?
1: Yeah, I can I can start and then I'll let I'll let Hannah kind of share her experience. Who so actually actually taught a course for us our, our first year of doing J term. Um, so courses during J term are again are designed to be exploratory and experiential in nature. Um, so we don't want them to be a three-hour lecture for seven days that the kids are sitting there and someone's speaking to them. Sure. Um, we want them to be hands-on. We want them to be a- applicable to life. Um, and so as we go through that process, and we also kind of want them to be non-academic. Like we, we are kind of intentional in that. We've actually had some people bring up the idea of doing extra APs during that time and doing and, – and while we're not opposed to that totally – the idea of J-Term is for kids to, again, understand the why of education and to explore new areas mm-hmm, of studies. Mm-hmm. Um, things they're not going to get during the traditional school year. Um, and so that's, that's kind of our, our mindset behind the courses. Uh, and so as we've developed that over the years, it's been really cool to see the progression from year one to year three now of – how much better those courses have gotten as our teachers have realized what that looks like, right? The first year we did this, our teachers are like, well, I don't really know what to do for Mm -hmm. uh, a seven day period. And so just, just for context, it's a seven day period where you're teaching three hours a day. So it's not like you have them for 45 minutes, like a normal schedule or 50 minutes or whatever. You have these kids for three hours at a time. So the kids take one morning course and one afternoon course. And so it's intense. I mean, you're, you're covering a lot of material in a day um, and you're doing it for seven straight days. Uh, so it's meant to be a pretty high intensity course where you're covering a lot of material pretty quickly. Um, Which is academic. Yeah, it you is know, very I mean, much when, so. When we look at that idea of, of academics.
0: Not to not to have to bore you, backing you up into (laughs) educational philosophy back in the day. I know that you're newly docked, so you know you may you may be fresh (laughs) in this, Hannah, uh, just having earned your doctorate recently. But um, you know, like my favorite educational philosopher when I was going through school, Jean Piaget. Absolutely love Jean Piaget. But when he talked about the scales of educational application, that was the final one, right? Mm -hmm. It's the idea of applying conceptual data to actual real world situations. That is literally the essence of J term, right? Totally. It's it's that idea where we're we're doing academic mm-hmm. principles, but we're but we're going to teach it in a practical and applicable manner. Yeah, you know, which is sure. which is huge. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's been really cool to see the the types of courses that we've developed over the last couple of years. Like the for the first year uh, was twenty twenty two, and we didn't offer a lot of travel opportunities that year because we were still. Somewhat coming off the heels of COVID, and sure. their travel opportunities weren't weren't quite opened up yet, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that year, we started a, a sculpture and ceramics class. That's still one of our most popular classes. Um, you know, three years in, um, we actually started an urban agri- agriculture class that year during J term, um, which has now turned into a full semester long elective here that we've built a greenhouse for on campus. Right. Um, it's the the it was kind of the birth of our agricultural program here at HCA. Built by um, students. Yeah, built built Sported by students. By students. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And and all of the food is. Grown by students, and yeah. all of the plants are grown by students.
0: I, I loved just like as a practical aside. I loved uh, a couple of weeks ago, our entire salad bar was yes. provided by our you know things that our students had
1: grown, grown right That's outside. Pretty cool. 100%. That's pretty yeah. cool, hundred percent. Yeah, and and yeah. The, the cool part of that that started in J term, right? right? Like that idea started. From an English teacher, right. our English teacher teaches our agricultural program. Right. Um, because she was passionate about it, she loved that content area, Something she did as you know outside of outside of work, um, and she brought that into the classroom and shared that with her kids. And again, that's that's grown into what it is now today uh, here on our campus. Um, you know, we we have other classes uh, that are based on service. We have a class called Serving God Through Serving Others. Uh, that between twenty and twenty-five kids, literally each of the seven days, they just go out and do a different service project with different um, community community groups around around our area, um, whether that's with a, an animal shelter, with a homeless shelter, um, a soup kitchen. They, they do all different kinds of stuff where they're going out and literally being the hands and feet of Jesus and serving their community and lo- loving those around them. Um, and then this past year, which which I've really been excited about and I want to continue to explore as we move forward is the idea of career-based learning. Um, We actually brought in eight community members outside of HCA this year um, that are professionals in their field that that are passionate about what they do and wanted to share what they do with kids. And so we had things like uh, architecture. We had a a full-time architect come in that owns his own firm, come in and teach a class on on the basics of architecture. Um, We had two different real estate uh, classes, both from the residential side and the commercial side. Um, and so, you know, things like that, things like healthcare, we had, we had a healthcare class where kids are getting CPR and first aid certified. Um, they're learning how to do a tourniquet. They're learning how to, to bandage an arm. They're learning how to, um, you know, stop the bleeding, all that stuff. Um, that is, that is some basics into those courses of like, yeah, I, I think interior I want to be your design interior design, yeah. right. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, archery. you know, yeah. Archery hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. And so my, my, my wife is a nurse. And so like, I could not be a nurse to save my life. I'd For whatever reason, my body does not respond well to needles, all that kind of stuff. Um, that would have been a good course for me to take if I thought I wanted to be a nurse and I get in there and the first time we talk about a broken arm, I get queasy, like... <laughs> okay, I don't need to go to college right. to be a nurse, right? So, right. like, that's that's what we want to start providing for our kids is the opportunity to start to explore where God is calling them next right. in life. Right. Um, so that's what those, part of what those courses are designed to do.
0: Hannah, how are you seeing it impact the, the kids on the high school level? What how, what are some kind of specific examples of that?
2: You know, it's really funny because the, the fact that I'm talking about this on a podcast is interesting because my first year when we did J-Term, I taught a course on podcasts. Mm-hmm. And the kids research different podcasts. Mm-hmm. I love podcasts, and so I love listening to them. And so... Every day we would listen to a portion of a different one that were filmed very differently. And then they would research some different topics. And then by the end of it, they had produced their own podcast. And it was really neat because it was really neat to see the, the different passions that came alive there. I think they probably took the course thinking uh, it was like a last-ditch effort. They, all their other courses had signed up right. for it, which is fine. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. They learned a lot. I learned a lot. And But just over the course of the three years, we just had so many testimonials from kids saying things like what Alex just said, either – I think I might have found my career path. Right. Or I thought this is what I wanted to do, and I'm absolutely, absolutely sure I which do not want to do crucial. this. Which is just as important. It is.
0: It's just important. So, how, and how are, how are you guys applying internships into that, uh, specifically on the high school level, Hannah? And then we'll Alex okay. add in on that as well.
2: Uh, well, we have Time Brittany Lewis, who have h- headed up our internship program for us, and we had about 50 or 60. How many did we have? This year
1: we had 82. Oh, again. Uh, we, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we 82. had 46, 52, and 82. We had over 180 students in the three years so far complete yeah. an internship. do the
2: internships. And so they, go, they have two days of on campus training where they learn how to act in a business setting. Right. And then they go out into the world and they report to someone at a business and they, they learn the ins and outs of whatever internship they choose, and then mm. they come back and they have to write a reflective paper on it.
1: Yeah, so, um, I want to add one more thing about courses because I don't want to miss this piece because it's, it's very applicable to today's culture. Um, so we have an assistant athletic director that teaches a social media and branding course. Um, and this year they spent a lot of time on name, image, and likeness, NIL, mm-hmm. uh, because that, that law has just recently changed in the state right. of Georgia where high school students have the, the capability to sign NIL deals. Um, and so they spent a lot of time talking through that, what that looks like, what the legal- legalities of it are. Um, and it was 30-something of our student athletes were in that course taking that class and talking through that process we have a we have a student athlete who's in the process of signing an NIL NILD, which is less than point zero zero one percent of high school student athletes in Georgia mm-hmm. have signed a deal so far. And we'll have one of those students here at HCA, and part of that's because of that J term course. So I wanted to throw that in there because that's a really cool piece. Um, again, it's just applicable to what the kids are going through right now and what what their what their culture is is around them. Um, but internships are kind of the, the to me the cornerstone of what J term is um, as far as an experiential piece for students. They get the opportunity to go out first to get that two days of intense workshop with uh, with our staff. We bring in a panel of speakers um, where they're going to come in and they're going to get to hear from professionals in all different walks of life uh, about their work experience, about what they how they got to where they are, uh, people that are super, super successful, and people that are, you know, just... They're, just, they're grinding away, do, doing their life, right, and they're living life. And so to get to hear from those people in all different walks um, is really cool for them. But then they also go through things like workplace safety. They go through laws and regulations of the workplace on what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, how to dress, um, how to handle your cell phone when you're where, when you're at the workplace, um, how to handle transportation, who you should who's you get in the car with and who you shouldn't. All of those pieces that, again, as a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old, I didn't think a lick at, like about you know going to my first job. But we're giving those kids that that experience and that that knowledge before they ever step foot into a workforce, um, and then they get to go and do 30 hours of intense internships at some of the most prestigious places in the Atlanta area. Um, we've had some people work with the Atlanta Falcons, with the Atlanta Dream, um, you know, all di- all different walks of life. We've had we've had people shadow surgeons, just some some really really impressive. Uh, Young people have gotten the chance to go experience some of the most intense work environments in our area, um, and again, see is this where God is calling me to go? Um, and some of that sometimes it's been yes, and sometimes that's been no. Mm-hmm. But it's been really cool to see um, those students' past shaped by that by that week of mm-hmm. of J term for for their internships. I know that
0: when my when my daughter was choosing careers, she did in you know a number of internships with the program that we had started, and uh, she had said, hey, "I'm going to be a lawyer." Truth of matter, she's a good arguer, so she liked arguing all the time. So I think she thought that that would be a great path. And then she actually did it with – she did an internship with a lawyer. She did an internship with a judge and said, ooh, I literally hate this, like this mm-hmm. is awful. And she's a nurse, yeah. you know. So, I mean, she she just really chose to go a different path. So, yeah, I agree. Sometimes it's that idea of finding what you, what you don't want to do before you can find out what you do. But but here's the thing that I love is that introducing this to our students at such an early age, how many friends do y'all have who finished a four-year college degree Mm -hmm. and who aren't using it, Mm -hmm. right? That these parents have spent, you know, 100K plus, 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 uh on on a college degree that they've never even tried you know and then they think man i I don't like doing this at all and so really the j term provides that spring for springboard for that application all right back to coursework just a little bit are there particular courses that you've seen uh that are great evidence of the application of academic principles like for for instance uh i'm really intrigued with our aviation courses Mm -hmm. uh we're always interested in seeing how God is working and then joining him in his work uh you know for whatever reason listen we're getting some opportunities with aviation and our kids are I was following a Facebook story just a cut co- just a couple of days ago where one of our students who just graduated last year just earned his private pilot's license mm-hmm. um and, and that began here at Hebron. That actually, the process began. So uh, that one you can definitely see, and I heard from the kids in there that they were really seeing how math and science concepts that they've been studying in AP classes and, and in, in general ed classes, uh, they're really seeing kind of the application and fruition of that. Are there other classes that really lend themselves to that idea?
1: Yeah, I would say um, this isn't a class we've offered the last couple of years, but the first year we offered a course called Introduction to Electronic Warfare, mm. which again sounds like that's way smarter than I can even comprehend. I'm a, I'm a math person, um, but we had one of our teachers teach that our first year, uh, and those kids got a hand on you know hands-on experience of what it looks like to apply the maths and sciences that they're learning mm. into something like warfare. Now again, right. they they. Talked about very basic things and they're they're covering kind of the basics there, but they're looking at the electronic pieces and, and sure. how how all of that works together. Um, again, with with the academic principles they're learning and what the application of that is in the real world. Uh, and that. so that, that that was one that I always looked at and like that's a that's a great course. Like kids mm-hmm. are getting that experience. Um, that's something that's really applicable to what what they may do later on in life. Okay. Well, and I was saying in a
2: couple of courses this year. We had a creative writing course, mm-hmm. and so that. Obviously, that is very academic in nature because you're writing, but they're able to really dive deeper into some writings that they would never have time to do in a traditional coursework, and the teacher and the students all loved being able to do that. And um, so they're applying all of those writing skills, but in a very different way that they might not normally get to do as well. And um, so that's a really neat course, I think. Yeah. And then and that's a life skill. And that's it's a, just Oh, necessary. just being able yeah. to write. Yeah. No matter sure. what your career. Absolutely, yeah. And then we have some theology-based mm-hmm. courses, which I think at a Christian school is mm-hmm. is hugely important. We had a biblical journeying course, and this is the second year, and it's wildly popular where the kids really learn to study the Bible and journal alongside it and what that looks like to dive deep into God's Word. And I think oh, that's cool. an important life skill as a Christian to learn at a young age as well. Yeah.
0: Now, some of the foundational life skills are taught here. If I'm a freshman, what does J-term look like for me?
1: Yeah, so you get, you get a little different experience your freshman year. Uh, you kind of get told what you take instead of getting to yes. choose what you take. Good um, life skill anyway. We're yes. told sure. throughout yes. our yes. lives. 100%. Yes. And so uh, so their, their morning course they take is called freshman experience. Um, and so actually the entire freshman class is together during that morning session, so again for three hours for all seven days. Um, and our upper school counselor, our high school counselor, Mrs. Long, leads that class uh, along with four or five other staff members, uh, and they do a great job of, of getting those kids to think big picture to think long-term, to, to think about who they are, who God has created them to be, uh, and how they can use those gifts moving forward, um, so that so they go through personality tests, they go through team building activities, um, they go through the opportunity to look at their uh, their first semester of high school grades and see, hey, I, I maybe didn't do as good as I thought I was right. as, as I was going to. Um, but what do I need to do to improve that for the next three and a half years? Or what goals do I have? What college do I want to go attend? So what's the GPA requirements and what's the SAT requirements to get into that school? Um, not to put pressure on them, but for them to start thinking, hey, like the reality of it. Sir. In three years, I'm going to be making a decision on where I'm going to. School School and I need just I need to think about that now so that I can have those those opportunities available to me mm-hmm. when I'm a senior. Um, and so they do a phenomenal job of that. They they play some games too, where they get a to chance to, to to build some camaraderie as a grade level. Um, and so that that's a really cool experience for those kids. Uh, and then the afternoon they do get to choose their own course, so they they do get a little bit of freedom in what they get to take in the afternoon. Uh, but that morning course is intentionally set up for them to. Uh, kind of explore who God has created them to be and then what's what's next for them over the next few years.
2: I, l- I love the social-emotional component that they tie into that because he spoke to that a little bit. They do a, the color personality test. And so mm-hmm. they take that on day one and they all find out what color they are as a personality. And then the next day she talks through what that looks like. So, for example, if you are scoring high on blue, so you're a more emotional person, you're very sensitive, you take things very personally, but your best friend is an orange, for example, and they're they are very spontaneous, that... Uh, and so she she will lay out and say, hey, your friend group might be more orange than blue, but you're blue. But this is why you get offended and hurt, hurt by them. Mm. But they're not even thinking. They're just making mm. a spontaneous decision and not even right. really consider it. And so really helping them understand not just themselves, but how they at- interact with one another uh, and how they were cr- uniquely created by God right. to be here.
0: And and when we're looking at the idea of this uh, this practical educational opportunity, figuring out who you are is such a huge component of that. That, that God doesn't make mistakes. You guys have heard me say it to the students a number of times. I think when I was their age, I kind of thought, like, there's only one job for me that's going to be right. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. You know, truthfully, God places in us certain things that we really enjoy right from the beginning, you know. Uh, and and God places certain things that we're really good at. And, you know, you guys have heard me say at at the intersection of the things that you're good at and the things that you really, really enjoy, there's not one career. There's 30, 40, 50, 75. I mean, there might be a lot of careers that are at that intersection, and this is kind of helping them Uh, to the toward that intersection you know which I think is which I think is important all right now both of you guys highlighted on something that I think is very very cool about this as well one Alex you talked about some of our guests who are Mm -hmm. coming through who are actually experts in their field and they are in working with the students I think Mm -hmm. about uh, our our uh, parent who came through from Chick-fil-A, who does mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A real estate, you mm-hmm. know, from a com- commercial perspective. Uh, I love the idea that they're imparting, but Hanny, you mentioned the idea too about the courses that you've taught. Uh, and I, I will say that, that from my perspective, J-Term is one of my favorite things because I get to teach mm-hmm. again. And uh, in my role, I don't get to be with the kids nearly as much, but it gives us the opportunity to, to say, hey, for this eight day period of time, uh, I'm going to jump in on a class, mm-hmm. you know, where I get to teach. And so uh, I think that's really interesting an asset as well is that we get the kids get to see other people other than their standard teachers mm-hmm. um i also love like there's some of the classes that that i think sometimes probably the kids take them that's a little bit easier there was a french culinary class mm-hmm. last year where i think a number of the kids took like oh, i get to eat all day you know mm-hmm. Right. Um, this year we had a baking class but i was so intrigued with the idea that those kids came out really finding direct applications. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is kids just don't do that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's so important for them to learn some of those foundational skills, which is which is pretty crucial. Yeah. All right, anything else on coursework? I think that's we've
1: we've hit it pretty extensively. All right, let's it.
0: hit let's hit something because one of the hallmarks of what we're trying to do too is the idea of foreign travel. And, and for sometimes that's going to be just from a sheer entertainment perspective, uh, historical perspective, and then other times it's going to be from a missions perspective. And so let's talk a little bit about foreign travel. Uh, Hannah, tell us a little bit about where, you know, what your courses looked like for the last two years. You and I led it together two sure. years ago, uh, but walk us through a little bit about what you're doing.
2: So we were able to develop a partnership through Coach Mejia, who's one of our football coaches and chemistry teachers here. His parents showed us a place called Orphanage Emanuel in Honduras, and we were able to take a team there last year. You led it, and I was able to go as a chaperone, and then this year I led the trip. And this year we took 54 students, and the remarkable part is, and I think you mentioned this yesterday that's been so shocking, is... We just didn't anticipate people falling in love with it and wanting to go back as often as they have. And so since last January, which is our first trip, we've actually had four trips of teams that we've sent down there since then.
0: That we didn't foster. That we did not foster. And have two more already scheduled, two more already scheduled. Yeah, Yeah,
2: one in May. And I think the coach guest has taken the football team back again in in the summer. And, um, you know, it's hard to put into words. I think I put this in the post, the final blog post from the trip this year. And I know that's a very trite thing to say, but it really does feel like it's hard to put into words how special this place mm-hmm. is. And you step foot on the campus and it, you just feel the Holy Spirit's presence there. Right. And there is just an undeniable joy that you feel it's tangible And the moment you're there with everyone on campus, whether you are working a service project because you're helping them or whether you're playing with the kids or whether we're doing leadership training at night, there just is a different vibe there that you just can't manifest anywhere here. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a special trip for sure. How
0: do you see that? How do you see that transitioning kids, growing kids?
2: You know, we've seen some go already, I would say, pretty strong in their faith. And that's why they're choosing to go on a mission trip. And that's why they're choosing to... To invest in that way and then some you you know go maybe just want to go out of the country and don't realize what they're going to encounter when they get there and you see a whole different side of them they might have a very hard personality here or quiet reserved and they get there and they are the life of the party mm-hmm. and they are with the kids nonstop. they're doing their best to speak spanish to to interact with them or you might have someone here who is kind of a goofball they just they they are the life of the party here and then they get there and all of a sudden they are so serious and Mm -hmm. uh and so like moved in such a a strong emotional way at the plight of these kids and and you can tell that they come back and they are different that they are changed
0: right each time I've had the chance to lead the j-term course which this year I did not because my son was, was getting married during that period of time, so I had to bail on the Honduras <laughs> course, uh, although the wedding was great. So, um, well, we missed you That's sure. right. So, but each, each of the years, I've really loved it. So, so one of the things that I, I love uh, working with kids is I always kind of use the analogy when you're tipping back in your chair yes. – and just before yes. you flip over, <laughs> um, I, I I really I love to have kids live right there, <laughs> like uh-huh. like right at the tipping point where they're uncomfortable. And 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 the reason I say that is because at that spot, you you're actually most receptive to learning. Like you're you're no longer feeling like everything is static, everything is normal. Uh, and so my first year, I taught a leadership course where we traveled all over the place. We even met with the governor and did all kinds of wild, crazy stuff. Uh, and then we jumped in on Honduras. and And that's where I see the kids learning. like mm-hmm. where they're placed into a new setting where, like you're saying, that kid who's super gregarious may be really serious when he goes down there. and vice versa, mm-hmm. but they're understanding who they are as people and how they're going to engage the world, which is such a crucial lesson to learn
2: in life, right you know? yeah, and we and this is really a tip from your playbook because uh, one thing that I, required of several of the kids is, uh, well, we always require them to do some sort of a presentation because we do leadership training at night. We don't want it just to be, hey, let's go do a service project, spend time with right, the kids right, and then right. go to bed. So we spend time at night as a group doing leadership training, going through God's word together, debriefing about the day. And uh, I would pinpoint certain kids throughout the day and i say, hey, I'm going to call on you to pray tonight. Nice. Uh, and it was always typically ones that had never volunteered or right. wouldn't say anything. And um, and I, I had a couple of no's. They were like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, yes, you are. It'll be okay. You'll be fine. And um, and then one kind of went back and forth with me a little bit um, <laughs> and uh, thought they were going to type out a prayer so they could read it because they were very nervous about it and um, ended up praying, did a beautiful job. And, and, and that's what I told the student later. I said, listen, I was not trying to to call you out in a sense to embarrass you. But I'm trying to encourage you mm-hmm. that this is something very important. Being able to pray out loud yeah. is important. <laughs> yeah. And you already have a big personality. Right. So let's use that for good in this way. And um, and so it's really neat to see just even that sense, like pushing them out of right. their own comfort zone in front of their peers. You know what's so
0: cool is you'll, you'll meet that kid when they're 26, and they'll reference that event. Yeah. And that's the cool part is like pushing kids into – into a place where they're less comfortable but more ready to learn is such a fun thing to watch in the long term, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's that's really that's really pretty awesome. All right, Alex. So we had a number of other courses that went out. Mm-hmm. We had a missions trip to Honduras. We also had a missions trip that did to the Dominican Republic yeah. with our baseball team. Yeah. Uh, tell us some of the other courses that you've offered over these last few years.
1: Yeah. So just a, a broad picture of our travel opportunities. You mentioned it, but but our Operators are meant to be either educational, exploratory, or missional. Um, so that's kind of how we frame if we're going to go on a trip, it needs to fall in one of those three categories. Um, and so we've we've traveled uh, to seven different places over the last three years. The first year we took a, senior, a group of seniors to Boston, again, with COVID restrictions, that was about the only place we could could travel safely and, and figure we, we would be able to do it. Um, the last two years we've jumped back in on an England trip. Uh, so... Even before j turn, before any of us were here, uh, a group of teachers had been leading a group of seniors to England every year. Uh, and That was kind of the big trip at HGA for the longest time. Um, so we started that back up two years ago. Uh, and they, so they go to England, and this year they went to England and France, and that's a very historical trip. They're going to learn about the history of England, the history of London. Um, they actually were supposed to go to Normandy this year but got snowed out. Uh, they got a snow and ice storm come through France this year and, and weren't able to go do that. Um, but so they, they've went the last two years. Uh, and then we've had a, a marine biology trip. Down to the Florida Keys, um, which isn't a bad place to study marine biology. Yeah, I think <laughs> if I was in high school, that'd be the one I'm. <laughs> yes, using. and so so they went on that two years ago. Um, I took a group out to Arizona, and we got to explore uh, the Grand Canyon and uh, Bell Rock and Phoenix, Arizona, and all that all that stuff that's just uh, breathtaking. Uh, and then we had a group go to Washington D.C. this year, and obviously study the history of our country and the history of our capital, um, and kind of kind of see all of that. And so that's that's been the piece. And then the cool piece to me is we've had over 200 kids travel just during J term, right? That's not including the summer trips we've been to Honduras or all that kind of stuff, but over 200 kids have had the opportunity to travel. And just on my trip alone, the 16 kids I had, I had three kids. It was the first time they like, ever left the Southeast wow. going to Arizona. So that, like they were flying on a plane with me for the first time. Wow. Not only that's just kind of terrifying to me as the one that's in charge of them, <laughs> uh, but also like they're again, they're, it's, it's about getting that experience. That's right. Like we are in, like, we are intentional in a lot of what we do in J term. Like if we have a class uh, one of our courses goes out to lunch the kids have to pay for their own lunch because some of them have never had to swipe a card and pay for their own lunch before because mom and dad always does it. But now it's no, you're you are going to get that life experience Mm -hmm. of going through security at the Atlanta airport. What's that look like? How do you do that? Like, right. is it time to goof off? No, it's time to do what they tell you to do. Get through security, follow your, follow your instructors, do all that kind of thing, right? And so there's a lot of intentionality that goes on behind that. I don't think a lot of people recognize, like, we've tried to think, We haven't. obviously we're not like the smartest people, but we try to think through a lot of those things like, mm. no, we're going to be intentional about the way we do this because we want the kids to learn through that. Even, right. even through something like flying, we want them to learn that experience of what it looks like to be a traveler and what right. it looks like to be a safe traveler.
0: Yeah. You know, I've, I've always thought when, when it comes to travel, domestic travel, absolutely, mm-hmm. but foreign travel for yes. sure, is that you recognize how small you are. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that sure. in today's culture, uh, kids kind of rule the roost a little bit. And, <laughs> and frankly, in, a, in an unhealthy manner, moms mm-hmm. and dads pay attention to that one, <laughs> but in an unhealthy manner. Um, you know, I'd always tell my kids, you're not the center of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. you're not special to the whole world. You are very special to me, and you are largely the center of my world, but you are not the center of the world. And and frankly, having kids go out and to be able to experience other cultures, to recognize how vast the world is and how minute they are, and yet the truth of the fact is that God knows where their skill set is. God knows mm-hmm. where their giftedness is. God understands those things and loves you and has a direct plan for your life. Like, I feel like like the idea of making you feel smaller mm-hmm. is so important because mm-hmm. then you can actually embrace your world bigger. Yes, well, I you even know? think
2: with our first year at Honduras, our kids got a measure of that because, right, you're leading our trip. You're the head of our school. We're a big private Christian school. And the very first plane ride we you got left behind yeah. because the airline would not make any exceptions and right. um, for backstory on that they, they didn't get us through the airport quick enough and all of us made it on the plane but you and coach mejia and his dad the three leaders of our trip <laughs> and we were all begging them we said they're here they're checked in yeah. they're running please wait and they didn't care and they right. shut the door and you guys missed the flight and so all of our kids got a taste of wait a second though why would you not make an exception for our leader like right. this is what we're asking of you and right. they had the rules and they they didn't do it um, and then we all, as the ones got that le- got left behind, were able to show a little bit of self-control when maybe right. internally we were panicking. <laughs> and, uh, and then y'all, Mr. Mejia caught up with us later, and then the rest of you joined in the evening. And, um, you know, I just think that there's so many life skills learned in that. That's like we right. were saying, mm-hmm. I went on a mission trip when I was in high school, and the missionary said, Blessed are the flexible, that's for right. they will never be bent out of shape. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just such an important life skill, too, right. is realizing that.
0: Right. Let's talk, just as we're closing out here today, let's talk about just the idea of the power of Christian education. Uh, you, you're both products of Christian schools. Uh, talk to me a little bit about kind of just your passion for Christian education, having come from a Christian school and now serving as leaders in Christian schools. Again, in. Who wants it?
1: Yeah, I could. I could start. So I, I had a brief experience with Christian education as a student. Yeah. Um, I transferred to a Christian school my junior year of high school. Um, you were my principal and head of school, yeah. um, and so I met you as a 16 year old, and, and I had the opportunity to experience what that was like. Um, and it was it was life changing. I mean, to be honest, like I, I had just become a Christian my sophomore year of high school. Um, been in public school, and public school was great. I, I loved my public school. I loved the friends I had. All of that. Um, but I got I got to my my private Christian school and. It was different. Um, I had the ability and the almost the, I felt almost the, um, like I, I had the calling to share my faith more. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know if it was because I felt like I had the freedom to do it, um, but I but I felt like I had. Hey, I, I have a responsibility to share my faith with my classmates, um, to live out my faith in an authentic way, not in a way that is boastful or trying to trying to puff myself up, but in a way that's authentic and um, to kind of be about what I say I'm about um, and to be what God calls me to be. And so, man, those those two years were were a really impactful time in my life. Uh, went off to a four year university, and and then um, kind of all along knew I wanted to get an education. I always wanted to. I thought always thought it'd be the coaching route, not the uh, not the administrative route, um, but I always knew educa- education and leadership were two things I was always passionate about, and so wanted to to jump back in and came back to my alma mater and taught there for for five years, and then came came to HCA, um, and have now kind of jumped into a to a you know leadership role here. And man, um, Christian education is is a beautiful blend of of academics, faith. Uh, and and just the whole child development that you're you're really working to to develop a child in, in every aspect of their life, whether that's the physical, whether that's the spiritual, the the mental, uh, the social, emotional, all of those pieces. Um, you know, now having a a child that's in that right, that's just starting that in first grade, getting to see her growth through three years of Christian education has been so uh, fulfilling as a parent. Uh, just to see that process now living out in her life has been really cool to see as well. It's cool. It's been cool to be a part of your story. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah, Hannah, yeah. what you think?
2: Alex and I always laugh because we have very similar stories. Um, but I actually went to a private Christian school a little bit earlier. I started in fourth grade and then it even ended up at a private Christian college. And I think for me, it was just all the seeds that were planted along the way. That I really, want to look back, I pro- it probably was more in my 20s before those really began to take root and I took ownership of my faith. I was a believer at around 11 or 12, and I was a good kid. I went, uh, but I didn't make a lot of horrible choices. But I don't think I really took ownership of my faith until my 20s. However, I look back and all those seeds, those people that God put in my life at a private Christian school, all those seeds have been planted, and those right. are what start to had start to grown over right. the years, and and so that's where I really feel like my calling is here, is to plant seeds, and I and I don't know who and when those things are going to come into fruition, and it might be on the other side of heaven before we ever mm-hmm. see it, but I just feel such a calling, especially to girls, because obviously I'm female, and I kind of thought I would go the athletic route as well, um, and I. I didn't because both Alex and I were athletes, but I I look at this generation of kids, and I just want them to know that there's a better way, um, and that better way is Jesus. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean your life is without heartache, uh, but we can choose joy along the way, and living for Jesus truly is the only thing worth living for.
1: Can I say, along those lines, she mentioned about planting seeds. That is one of the most to me, one of the most difficult parts of Christian education is we are called to continually plant seeds that we very rarely see the fruit of, right? Yeah. These kids that leave at 18, and most I mean, most people aren't. I wasn't fully developed at 18 years old. Most people aren't developed by the age of 18 to say, hey, I'm, I'm the best version of myself that I am at 18, right? I work specifically with middle school no, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, the best version of themselves at 11 mm-hmm. through 14. Uh, and so we we don't always get to see the fruit of that labor. Uh, and that can be discouraging at times. In our flesh, we want to see, okay, hey, I did, I did this, this, and this with this student. They're still acting like a, a knucklehead, you know, the next day. Because even though we just had that conversation, whatever it is. So you don't always get to see that fruit. Um, but, man, just knowing that, number one, I have... People like you guys around me, working with me, encouraging me, uh, but also that, man, God God is just, that's what God has called me to do. God has not called me to save people, God has called me to be faithful, to share the gospel.
0: You know, the the cool thing is, having done this now for a little over three decades, um, the cool thing is you do get to hear those stories later on. Almost almost not a month goes by uh, that I'm not hearing from one or two or three students from the way past in many many regards. And, uh, And they are. Like you know, recounting conversations that, being totally honest, a lot most of the time, I've long forgotten. Um, But they're recounting conversations that that were crossroads conversations for them, and and when we're speaking in a way that isn't just here's some good advice from good common logic, but when we're when we're really being able to teach. From this idea of biblical truth that that's what guides us. There's an eternal consequence to that, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and that is the greatest joy that, that we that we have the ability to to really jump into with our with our mm-hmm. students here, mm-hmm. you know. Hey guys, it's a, such a privilege to be able to serve with both yeah. of you. Uh, we're excited about J term. We are excited about internships. We are excited about all of the opportunities for travel in mm-hmm. the years to come, and just with that growth of our students here at Hebron, uh, it's a privilege. To serve with you guys. Yeah, thank Same. you. Same. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Joy of Leadership podcast. Living in the center of God's will is a rare blessing in today's day and age. Help us share this vital story of passionate leadership. If you would like to comment on the show or if you know someone who would be a perfect guest, contact us at thejoyofleadership at gmail.com. If you like the show and don't want to miss a single episode, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.